Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 103rd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we decided that it is getting closer to summertime. It's June now and wanted to show you guys some drinks that we enjoy during the summertime. Yeah, we're going to be sharing our four favorite refreshing poolside beverages. <laughs> right? Yeah. For the month of June. So this one, if you're watching, you can probably tell what it is by looking at it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can tell by the sound of it. <laughs> very, it's pretty refreshing. Very refreshing. Yes. Yes. So good. So you can um, get watch the video of Seth making that on our Marriage on the Rock Speakeasy pay, uh, Facebook group. Yep. So go ahead and join the Speakeasy Facebook group. Um, also, while we're at it right now, um, if you can... Rate us and review us on iTunes. That would be awesome of you. We really, really appreciate it. And of course, subscribe on our YouTube channel if you haven't already hit the subscribe button. Mm -hmm. So last week we talked about, we initially we were like, we thought we were going to talk about um, why, yeah, yeah, why people in general hate being married. And we started out with why women hate being married last week. And we realized like, halfway in that oh my gosh we have a lot that we're talking about so we decided to make it a two-part series and this week we're going to be talking about why men hate being married Mm -hmm. i i'm kind of looking forward to it because we listened to last week's today i Mm -hmm. think i listened to more of it than you did because you were yeah Uh around um but i haven't really looked at the men's list. I looked at it last week a little bit, uh-huh. but I was trying to remember, like, what were some of the ones I saw? So I think it'll be kind of neat to feel like you're seeing them again for the first time. So yeah. I, I couldn't remember, like, one specific thing except the very first thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. So I, I think that uh, it'll be fun. As we said last week, you know, we we kind of felt like we were beating up on the men last week Yeah. because uh-huh. of the reasons women said, but the article that we're going to go over today actually has more reasons from men. Um so we knew last week, if everybody remembers or you listened to the episode, if you haven't, check it out. It's not like you have to have one to depend on the other one. No. Um, even though it's two-part, you can listen to it in any order. But, you know, we did talk last week about some of the common themes that we saw. So I'll, I'll be anxious to see what, what the, the common men's. themes in this one uh-huh. in this one is. Um, one of the things that, that I did like when we were closing out the episode last week was we were talking about how women seem to put out this this very undertone complaint of I've lost my independence. Mm-hmm. And we were initially saying that men don't really say that that much. And then we were like, well, they do. They just say it in a different way. Yeah. And then ultimately we broke it down where women, women's number one complaint is a loss of independence. And men's number one complaint is they have too much responsibility now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll be anxious to kind of see how, how some of this, this goes along. Because I know last week there was some like, well, no shit, dumbass yeah. type of responses. So I'm sure from the I men's know. list, we're going to have a few of those. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. Uh, but before we get started with that, 
I we have a dumbass post of the week. We didn't do one last week. We didn't. Yeah. This one is get you a dude who loves you even though you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, I mean. I don't remember who I saw that, and I don't even remember who shared it. But when, it was one of my like, friends. Seriously. And yeah. Like I'm a bitch, and you need to land a guy. I was like, are it. you fucking kidding me? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good luck. Yeah, you're not going to find you a good dude. I think that this is a king and queen couple. Yeah, That I has know. holes in the drywall type of couple we're talking about. Yeah, right? it is. Right? For sure. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we uh, we have our little, our little nifty list here. All right. Are we just jumping right in? Yeah, let's just okay. jump right in. So, once again, several, this isn't like a top ten. This isn't anything, as we said last week. Same type of scenario. This was article of information and answers given by all types of various men's in different levels of their relationships for different longevity marks. Um, I think most of them are fairly new, just kind of from what I remember, some of the things that it, it seemed kind of what the tone may have been a little bit, but I, I still think there, there's a little smattering of, of uh, different phases within the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top one here, or the first one, there's, there's no top order, I guess, but I hate being married. Not because I hate my wife, but because her family members are all leeches. Oh. You know, we, we did an episode about family, family ties, family and, ties yeah. and, and how rough families can be. And this is a very, not that they're leeches, but family just interfering or being a pain in the ass or causing drama or creating tension or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what, so what do common. you call it? What's the opposite of failure to launch like where a family doesn't want you to launch they want you to stay is there a term for that i don't know i don't know if there if there is a term for it it's just i don't i think it's weird fear fear to launch i don't know yeah i don't don't know maybe we need to come up with the term i know but but that seems to be a common complaint as well Mm -hmm. that the family just won't let go they don't see the new necessary division of the unity of the couple. Mm-hmm. That no matter what happens to this family member, they're still our family first. Yeah, I know. And Yeah, they don't look at you guys yeah. as... They don't look at the new person coming in as anybody. <laughs> they mm-hmm. could care less yeah. who you are as long as they have their family Mm-hmm. And and that becomes a problem. It becomes a huge problem with people that, you know, they... I mean, I think even in that episode, uh, you said that you had a friend that was... Um, that his wife... Well, they ended up getting divorced. Yeah, it ended <laughs> in divorce because um, his wife, his wife's family would, would not stop interfering. Mm-hmm. Very large family, very involved... And didn't intentionally do anything malicious, but they were just always interjecting and causing problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't intentionally to cause problems, but the result was they were causing problems between the couple, and they didn't survive. They didn't survive. The marriage didn't survive because the family killed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those, you know, those are things to you know keep in mind. Yeah. This one says, "I hate being married. I hate being unloved and unwanted by my wife." I have tried to talk to her, but it does no good, and it really gets old being miserable all the time. Yeah. That was my last marriage in a nutshell. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's really... I mean, 
to not feel loved. I think that, I think, you know, as a woman, women like to, they, they like, you know, we all like to feel loved Mm -hmm. and women, I don't, I think sometimes don't think that a man wants to be loved too. Right. You know, and it should be equal. You both should be giving the same amount of love to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, and most men don't want to say, I need attention from you. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like something a woman would say or something somebody insecure would say. And so they shy away from that stuff. Um, and they don't, they don't say things like, they don't want to be labeled as needy or mm-hmm. any of those things. So they, they don't say that. But a lot of times that's really what it is. is it's like, is you know the guy saying look you give your attention to the kids you give your attention to your friends you give your attention to your parents you you give your attention to your extracurricular activities and i'm the last i'm getting the leftovers of your attention if anything at all yeah and i need some freaking attention from you um and attention usually means sex (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it it does just mean that overall you know Put me somewhere in your priorities. Yeah, I know. And yeah. your partner should be your number one priority. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have to fit into your schedule. Yeah, I know. I see with this, I see a woman that is, um, well, the guy is trying to initiate sex and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she's like, Ugh, just disinterested. Yeah. Just I got a stop. headache. Yeah. I'm constipated. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got a yeast infection. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever excuse they use. Uh-huh. Next one says, I hate being married, but I love my wife and her kids more than I have ever loved anyone in my life. Seriously, though, I miss being able to sleep alone and take a full weekend away from everyone. Once again, that's a sacrifice. I talked about this last week. That's a sacrifice you make when you start a partnership with someone. Yeah, I know. And I, th- I think that most people's advice would be like, look, if you need time alone, you need to take that. If that's what keeps your sanity, you need to take it. Bullshit. That's not my advice. No, uh-uh. It's you know, not mine you need to be willing and ready to spend that time with your partner. Yeah. If you need a break from your partner, there's something that needs to be examined. And I think people just really want to oversimplify that. And say, no, no, no. It's it's really just that innocent. Just mm-hmm. the little breaks. Us not spending time together keeps us together. Oh, I mean, that just that's that's <laughs> that's how stupid that sounds. That's the dumbest shit I've ever yeah. heard. <laughs> This one says, I hate being married and a hopeless romantic. Some women love my company more than my wife does. Oh, gosh. This, yeah. you know, I, I, I've said it before that I had when I would talk about the things that I did in my last relationship and, and how I was as a, as a husband and a partner and the, the, the work that I would do and the chores and all that stuff. You know, there was so many other women that were like, my husband didn't do half of that. Your, mm-hmm. your wife is so lucky. And it was, you, you would get those compliments from everybody else except the person you really wanted to hear it from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you start to feel unappreciated. And the scary thing about that is you start to seek approval and appreciation from other people that aren't your partner. Yeah. And that's how affairs happen. That's how people start falling out of love or falling in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does kind of, you know, revolve or return back to the attention yeah. type of piece. I know. Um, acknowledging your partner and their efforts and what they do is a huge part of what you should be doing to your partner. Uh huh. Yeah. Acknowledging them and appreciating what mm-hmm. they do. 
and because if you if you don't i mean you can i mean i guess you can acknowledge them and okay yeah good yeah good job but <laughs> but yeah. that's not the same as as being genuine and and happy that your partner is is doing these little things for you mm-hmm. um i know i th- i mean i think that i've i've seen that quite a bit and then that's how the work husband and work wife type stuff happens yeah and you know i mean you all saw what happened <laughs> with with me and seth mm-hmm. um i mean we we got together and we got married because we gave each other that attention mm-hmm. that our partners didn't give us yeah yeah i mean i i remember like in my last relationship if if something was coming up, it was Valentine's, her birthday, anniversary, whatever it was, um, you know, I, w- I would talk to other women I worked with and be like, hey, what do you think? This is what I got her. This is what the plans are. Things like that. And it was always a disaster. And then like the next day, I actually dreaded going back to work because I knew all of those people were going to ask me, well, how so how did like it go? It? Oh. Did she like it? What did, <laughs> you know, and I would, I would lie uh-huh. and be like, oh, because I was embarrassed that everything was a flop. That she was that, so unappreciative. Yeah, she was unappreciative of it. She didn't like it. She didn't even put it on. We ended up canceling dinner plans, and she went to bed at 8 o'clock, and I played PlayStation. Yeah. And so I would lie. I'd be like, oh, it went great. You know, I went really, we had a really nice romantic dinner, and, and which was just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was where it, you, you just kind of start to get embarrassed by it. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Next one is... I was at the bar with my wife and a smoking hot girl who goes to the same gym was there. She asked me why I never try to talk to her. Times like this, I hate being married. Oh my gosh. So this guy's hate of marriage is because he can't flirt with hot girls from the gym. I mean... Here's the solution. Marry the hot girl from the gym. (laughs) Sad. What? Yeah, but... I, I mean, I guess at least he's not trying to stray really yeah but but he's still wanting to yeah i mean you're 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 not this this is the what you want to cookie i know i mean i hate marriage because i i can't hit on somebody else i mean it goes back to what we talked about last week with guys being like oh this is the only girl i get to sleep with forever oh gosh that irritates me so bad i know like really dude well it, it reminds me of this one person that we know and him seeing all of the hot girls that are one of our parties mm-hmm. and being like, wow, all, so all of your friends go to your same gym. I'm going to have to join your gym. I'm like, uh, dude, no, get out of here. Seriously. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't take that as a compliment. <laughs> well, of course all of my friends are pretty, but it's like, you think that you could yeah and he's married well with... that was the thing was all the girls here were married yeah it's not all... like there was a bunch of single you know 20 year old gym girls here yeah they were you everybody was you know in their 30s the late 30s uh-huh. or 40s yeah and they were all here with their husbands yeah and he was the Breaking only single creeper. person that showed well no he wasn't single he just oh didn't yeah bring his wife. yeah he's the only one here without his partner yeah yeah that's funny uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> this other one's very just plain and simple. I regret marrying my wife. I hate being married. Jeez. You know, I, I I see stuff like that, and I'm like, 
I just wish it had a little more context. I mean, mm-hmm. what is it because you weren't really ready to get married? Is it because you picked the wrong partner? Is it because you're too immature? Is it because your partner's too immature? Is mm-hmm. it because somebody cheated? Is I mean, the, that's such a blanket generic statement. I mean, my first, my go-to for that would just be that they married the wrong partner. Mm-hmm. You know, Because if you married the right partner, you wouldn't hate being married to you them. You know, or they just weren't ready to get married, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, know. I think I'm starting to pick up on the tone of the men's. <laughs> the next one is Uh-oh. monogamy sucks. I love my wife, but I hate being married. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. You fucking dumbass. Jeez. No. Seriously though, like, what? Really? Like, you don't want to? I I I, I just wonder, like, why guys act surprised? I mean, have you just been completely clueless? What being married and monogamous is supposed to mean? I mean, well, you're the one that asked her to marry yeah. you, dude. Or, or <laughs> what? At what point in your brain did it? Did you not comprehend that you're just supposed to be with this one person from here on out? Mm-hmm. And when you're with the right person, it's it's good, and you want to only have sex with that person. Yeah, and I still think a lot of that has to do with. With other factors, though, I think that I mean, you and I have talked about it. If we had, if if we had been the same age, um, remind me after the podcast to show you. Let's meet your second wife. Okay. I, I want to share it in the in the speakeasy. speakeasy. People hearing it may know what I'm talking about. It's freaking hilarious, but it made me think of this. Okay. Because of our age difference, but uh-huh. if we've talked about it before, that if you and I were the same age at the same point in time in our lives we probably wouldn't have dated each other. Right. And so I think that that's, that's one of the things that you tend to see. And I think that that's where you can see the positive, you know, fairy tale ending for a young couple that gets together and, and they do, you know, make it work because they're so young and stupid and ignorant and just morons mm-hmm. that if they can have those growing pains together and survive that, they can have a beautiful long-term relationship and, the legs of a marriage to keep going. And that's where you and I've had the conversation that, you know, if, if I was, you know, you've said I wouldn't have even dated you in high school. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that knowing where somebody may be in their path in life, if you jump the gun and you get married too soon, even if it is to someone who could be the right partner for you in five to 10 years, it's not going to work. Yeah, I know. And, and I think that the, the statement of we just we have to finish growing before we can grow together is something that can destroy a very young, immature relationship mm-hmm. because you're just not ready to be married. Yeah. And it's not that you need to go out and be a, you know some man whore <laughs> and sow your wild oats everywhere. You're, there's just so many things hormonally, mentally, maturity that aren't ready to be committed. Mm-hmm. And and you're not going to be able to provide the best version of a husband that your partner would deserve. Right. I know. Or and I don't want to let him off the hook, but at the same time, kind of like, it's not your fault. You're you're still just, you're immature and young and stupid. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like, you're not going to have the knowledge that I have at 42 years old when you're 22. Uh-huh. You're just not. You're not going to know how the best way to treat, no matter what the example is, no matter what podcast you listen to, you're just not going to be able to comprehend to the level of importance that it is of how you treat someone until you make those bad decisions or 
you mature and start learning. I know. You know? Uh-huh. I know. I so mean, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of get it. I mean, I like to think that that we could help the, you know, I guess, form better habits for for younger people. Mm-hmm. But I think that you a lot of the reality of it is that they do have to learn. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and sometimes you have to learn through your own mistakes. mistakes. Mm-hmm. This one, I've noticed that several of these already have said this. I love my wife, but <laughs> there is no but. When you say but, you take unconditional love and immediately apply a condition. Yeah. So you don't unconditionally love your partner mm-hmm. if you're using the word but or sometimes or maybes or anything. It's I love my wife. Yeah. That's it. Anytime you say but, <laughs> it's the no offense or yeah. bless his heart uh-huh. or whatever it is. Well, you know something is. bad's coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this one says, I love my wife but hate being married. I feel like I'm a trapped little kid. Probably because you're acting like a little kid. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Like, seriously, how do you... How do you hate your partner so this much. is the same guy that probably can't figure out where anything is in the house or the kitchen and doesn't know how to do the laundry and doesn't know how to make the bed i know and it's like my wife just treats me like a little kid and it's like yeah because you act like you're 12 uh-huh you i know? know i know it's funny like because we said that we were gonna probably be picking on the ladies more <laughs> but i think that like the the men we i think we just kind of know well, you know, we kind of assume that these dudes have done something wrong. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, more than likely you kind of go have. in uh-huh. with a prejudice already. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that you know, looking back and thinking back to what we said about the women, yeah, there was a couple that it, that we were like, I'm trying to remember the one where it was, oh, the co decisions. I hate making co decisions on everything. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, no shit, you're in a partnership. Uh-huh. But most of them, even when we talked about the women, it was kind of like. Yeah, but you, maybe the man's doing this to make her say that. So uh-huh. we were still kind of blaming yeah. the guy. <laughs> I know. And even when the guys are saying it, it's still like, well, yeah, it's your fault, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess we aren't really picking on the women yet. Yeah, maybe something I will know. come up. I know, maybe there will be. Uh-huh. Right now, it's, it's, all, it's all dumbass dudes, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we did hear the trap thing from the women, though. Um, that, that was one or two of them kind of had that same undertone on that list as well. This is, I feel trapped. Uh-huh. I feel, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tired, bored, and wife doesn't want to play. I hate being married to a nun. So this is 100% she ain't giving it up. Yeah, she ain't giving it up. And it's like, dude, you you should have... You, you, there should be like some indication though, right? Like when you... Before you married the person? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess unless they were virgins or something before and like had... And you just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I... I really don't know. I, th- I think that people tend to embellish what their dating life before they got married was actually like. Because when guys like, well, we had sex all the time. Mm-hmm. Did you? I mean, when you say all the time, are you saying all the time as a relative term do you get it twice a year? So having it once a month would have been all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, having it once a week would have been all the time. I mean, I, so what was all the time? When we say all the time, when we were dating, 
you were even like, I bet you're the first person. I bet out of the both of us, you're going to be the one that, <laughs> that is not going to want to have sex the first time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then it was kind of like a challenge. Like, okay, well, how many days in a row <laughs> can we go? I know. And so months go by. Uh-huh. And so that's all the time. Yeah. Sex every single time we were together. No matter what the circumstances, every day of the week. That's all the time. So if that really wasn't what you're doing and you've romanticized it in your head that your partner was actually this this super awesome freaky sex doll during your dating and now all of a sudden this flip, the switch has flipped and she wants nothing to do with you. Because I tried to paint the same picture of my ex-wife. But that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think that a lot of it's really just relative to what they're experiencing now based on what they used to experience. But I really don't think it was, we had sex five times a day, seven days a week, and now it's just stopped. Mm-hmm. I really just don't think that's happened. I know. And if it was and it did stop, it's probably because you cheated. Oh, I know. That is really true. So I, I when somebody says, I, I'm still like, well, what's the true backstory mm-hmm. behind that? Yeah. Um, Why isn't she having sex with you? But even all that aside... This, I still feel that this is a very, very valid complaint. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. What were the signs? It doesn't matter now. You've married this person and they don't want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, you can play Captain Hindsight all you want, but that doesn't do anything for your current situation. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. How do you get your none of a wife to, you know, get frisky again? Yeah. Or get frisky, period, you know, or whatever it is. And so it's, it's a real challenge and problem that men have. Mm-hmm. Um, with a partner that's become frigid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, communication. <laughs> this is the first, I think, very legitimate reason I've seen on here so far. I mean, aside from the the one about the unloved and all that stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. Here's another one that starts off. Love my wife, but <laughs> I hate being married. Oh, I don't God. understand how you can even say that full phrase. I love my wife, but I hate being married. Yeah. I mean, that's that would, that's the same as saying I love my child, but I hate being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I love my job, but I hate going to work. Uh-huh. You know, I love whatever That's else. That's dumb. You know? All of those. I love to drink stupid. alcohol, but I don't like to get drunk. Yeah. Well, I guess that is something somebody could say. I don't like it when people say, oh, I've, I've drank, but I've never been drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, shut up. You haven't really drank then. <laughs> But I, but that, that I don't. That's just like what the third or fourth one that started off just yeah, like that. I uh, love my wife, but, but I, I hate, hate being married. married. It was better when we were just dating. Uh huh. I am assuming that has to do with sex as uh-huh. well. I know. It you know? has to. Or you weren't living together and you didn't have somebody, you know, telling you what a nasty slob you were. That's true. Or somebody nagging at you. I don't, I don't want to keep. I'm still assuming it, that it's a sex thing, yeah, though. Me too. I think that yeah, they, they're. She just stopped having sex with him and, or just wanted a child, mm-hmm. so had sex to get, get pregnant. Get a kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love my wife, but hate being married and really don't want her to touch me. We've had this complaint. Yeah. Yeah. Almost with that exact same statement. I love my wife, but hate being married to her and really don't want her touching me. From a male, Yeah, too. from a male. It wasn't from a female. Well, yeah. And, yeah, I, I remember, like, that. I was like, wow. I Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. This, you know, 
harshly comes from a man whose wife has let themselves go physically. Mm-hmm. This, this is where that complaint go, comes from, mm-hmm. is that the woman he married no longer looks, resembles, feels like what he was initially attracted to that kept his sex drive high. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason... Don't get on your pedestal to argue with me on it, because that's not what I'm trying to do. But for whatever reason, he is now sexually unattracted to his partner. Mm-hmm. And women do this to men, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it is that... Who, who is it unfair to? Is it unfair for... Take away the thought that it's a guy saying he's not attracted to his wife because of how she physically looks. Because I know a lot of women that get would get really, really angry about that. Mm-hmm. But I had an ex that became physically unattracted to me because I lost my hair. Mm-hmm. I will argue with you all fucking day that you can control your weight a lot more than I can control if my hair stays in my head or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, fair or unfair, mm-hmm. the result was that made her less attracted to me. And that was... And, and even you have even said on here that... She had a, a right to... Every right to be unattracted to me mm-hmm. because of what her attractiveness sensors were attracted by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I don't understand. This becomes like this, this, this morality. You're a misogynistic piece of shit man for saying something like that. Mm-hmm. When it's... Or, or she's a bitch, too, yeah. for saying something right. like that to you. And so, once again, I'm, I'm all for it. You have to either let it all happen or don't let any of it happen. Mm-hmm. But if, if women are not allowed, or if women are allowed to become unattracted to a man because of how he looks, how he smells, how he let himself go, how he lost his hair, how he gained weight, how he has body hair, how, whatever it is that makes you unattractive. I mean, you're allowed to have that, but men are allowed to have their list of, well, she gained weight, she cut her hair too short, she doesn't know how to wear makeup, she, you know, whatever it is, as offensive as it may sound, you have to either let everything go or don't let anything go. Mm-hmm. But going back to who's it fair to, is the expectation really to be like, look, I know you're not attracted to this person, but suck it up. Mm-hmm. That's who you married. You have to be. You have to pretend that you're attracted to them because you married them. Well, I and know. that's where all and the I think you, this, you said for better or yeah, worse, sickness and health and yeah. all that. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say because I know and and this I I know that we took all of that negative or whatever stuff out of our vows, mm-hmm. not because you're not gonna love me. Uh, if I gain weight or something. Well, I thought that's why we took that out. <laughs> but <laughs> because we're not going to let ourselves go get to, that to get to that point. Yeah, so. we, we talked about that. And and once again, for anybody wanting to take the extreme argument of what if somebody dumped gasoline on your partner and lit them on fire and they were unrecognizable? You're telling me you just leave? We're not talking about that. The probability that happened is like one in a zillion. So don't bring the extreme argument to the table. Mm-hmm. We're talking about controllable factors that your daily decisions of how you treat yourself and treat your body have led to multiple bad decisions, and now the outcome is someone is unattractive. Mm-hmm. That, for a lot of people, is semi-preventable. Mm-hmm. Unattractive or, well, yeah. I Unappealing. Guess. Yeah, unattractive Unappealing, to yeah. the partner. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be 
like looks wise, mm-hmm. it could be that they have bad hygiene now or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it doesn't have to be just that. Yeah. And I, I I guess it's it's more acceptable in society for. This is where I'm picking on the women, I guess, where women can collectively agree that it's okay to not want to have sex with my husband for whatever reason. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I don't, you know, you're, whatever your reason is, you're ultimately saying, I don't want you getting your body near my body. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. So you can say you're not in the mood. You can say you have a headache. Whatever your excuse is, good or bad, it's still an excuse. But you can fill that in with whatever you feel justifies it. And that is predominantly accepted. Mm-hmm. Well, women are, you know, it's, it's just, it's normal for women to come up with excuses to not have sex with their husband. But when men, men don't come with excuses, they just are honest, like, what? I, I just don't, you don't do it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that is somehow the cardinal sin of what you can't say to a woman. Mm-hmm. But they're allowed to, you know, like the other guy, I'm married to a nun. Mm-hmm. She is not sexually attracted to me at all. That doesn't, most women won't get upset about that. But when you flip it and you say, well, this guy says, well, I don't want her touching me. Well, why not? Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, true. he's this horrible guy now I for know. saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the girls be like, oh, girl, you know, I, I, I used to, I used to pretend my period started five days earlier than it did just so I didn't have to have sex with my husband. Mm-hmm. And, and it's accepted. Yeah. I know. That's sad. <laughs> Bunch of bitches. <laughs> This one says, I hate being married, but I'm scared to even bring up divorce to my wife. She's a force to be reckoned with. Oh, my God. So this is a little beta bitch that's scared of his woman. That's crazy. Well, I mean, have you seen some of the... Well, somebody just shared recently on the speakeasy group about somebody keying their car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw that. That's another thing. you. I was thinking about that when I saw that was that's another double standard thing. A man would never key a woman's car. Men have too much respect for other people's vehicles, even if somebody they don't like, to key it. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, woman. a woman thing. Yeah. Why is it so accepted and cheered on? I mean, there's songs about it. I mean, there uh, was that one movie. Remember that one movie, uh, Waiting to Exhale? And yeah. uh, she burned all of his stuff, and yeah. in, including his car, mm-hmm. in his car. Yeah. It's, it's accepted and cheered on for a woman to completely destroy property, burn things, trash things, all that stuff. You go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but men are not... What's a man supposed to do when his, his woman, he catches his woman cheating? Yeah. It's, it's just weird to me. I mean, you don't ever see movies or scenarios or YouTube videos of a guy standing on a balcony throwing all of his girlfriend's shit off the balcony... <laughs> Onto the lawn. I know. You don't ever see, you know, what was it, left eye burning that dude's house down? Yeah. Um, you I don't mean, ever I... see men doing that. I guess if a man does something, it's murder. So I guess oh, <laughs> he'll kill somebody. I, I guess that's true. So I guess that that's way worse than setting somebody's shit on fire. But Than what a woman does. But still, either, <laughs> either way, it's not, it's not good to do... To burn his shit or ruin his shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gosh. That, I mean, but dealing with a person like that, like, how how do you even, how do well, you even marry that person? Yeah. I mean, did she 
somehow turn into this, or was there signs of it before? Do, are you really scared? Because I know, like for me, I wasn't scared of my ex. I just, I just hit a point where I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I wasn't scared of. Her. Yeah, and why are you scared of? Her? Yeah, what? Why is bringing up divorce with this awful relationship that you have that you know you want out of? Yeah, and you're too scared to. I mean, is it for financial reason or financial loss would kill you? Is it because you would never see? I mean, what is it because you 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 make a ton of money and you didn't sign a prenup and she's going to destroy you, mm-hmm. which is a legitimate fear that. You know, stereotypically, men have that women don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's yeah. I don't know. That Ugh. would be awful. <laughs> that's crazy. Though. Hate being married and not getting along in bed with my wife. I need more passion. Oh, so yeah. that's another uh-huh. another sex one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, once again, that's a word you don't. I I say it on here, but you don't hear most men say the word passion. I know. Yeah, you don't. You really don't. And and you think that. I think that women think of men, you know, just wanting to have sex because they're just men and mm-hmm. they just need to have sex. But well, and, men like passion too. Well, and I, I think that women think sometimes, and I, that's, when I say women, I don't mean all women, but there's a good chunk of women out there that think that, that the only thing that men want is to stick their dick in something. Mm-hmm. And... They'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess it is Thursday. It is time to have sex. Hold on. Let me pull my hair back. Let me put my nighttime face mask on. And, and you ugly yourself up and be like, all right. Let's have sex. My vagina's here. Let's get this over with. <laughs> and the guys, you know, it's like, well, no, I, there, there needs to be a little bit more fanfare. Mm-hmm. I mean, take, take the ghost face mask off. <laughs> you know, take, you know, what are you doing? Are you going to shave? I mean, what? what oh, I mean, my God. So I think that. There is that really simplistic view that women are like, oh, he just, he, he, he would just, he'd stick his dick in anything with a heartbeat. Yeah. And that's not how it is. No. And it's like, I guarantee you, if the man cheating isn't sleeping with someone not wearing makeup, with the hair all messed up, with, you know, a muumuu on or whatever it is, that's not who they're cheating on you with. Yeah, I know. And... It doesn't need to be this. You need to be dressed the nines all the time and constantly trying to impress your partner. But we've talked about it, how we don't do gross things Mm-mm. around each other. No. We want to bring the best versions of ourselves physically yeah. to one another. Mm-hmm. And even with me, like I've said it before, and and I think that we said like that a lot of women would, I don't know, get upset or irritated at me, but... You know, putting on makeup and making yourself look pretty and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that doing that stuff, it makes, it makes you feel good anyway. So why not feel good and want to... I think it's funny because like during the quarantine, you... Did my makeup probably more. You did your makeup every (laughs) single day. Yeah. To sit here. Uh Uh-huh. And even I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh Uh-huh. Well, And you're like, well, I'm, I'm doing my makeup, I'm fixing my hair. And you would curl your hair, you would mm-hmm. fix your makeup. I mean, you you shaved every day. You did, I mean, you didn't do what you saw all these, <laughs> a lot of other women, like, complaining about. I, I know. mean, you, you cut weight. You, yeah. You ran and worked out. I mean, you, for, on paper, you took better care of yourself during the quarantine <laughs> than you did outside of quarantine. I know. And it was the exact opposite of what I saw, like, every other, everybody else doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you say that, people... 
you know, I don't want people to think that you just see crystal makeup when we're going to do the a video mm-hmm. or something that you, you do do that all the time. I know I do. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Like for me, I think like even being in quarantine, I think that it was, it's more of, I mean, I, I want to feel good about myself all the time, but I think that it was like, um, more of a a routine mm-hmm. you know i had i wanted to be in a routine i wanted to get up run every morning and you didn't get up early oh well, yeah fuck that <laughs> i ain't getting up early <laughs> i know i i had a, a potential client today and and she's like well how early do you do training and i was like oh like 8 a.m i said i'm not one of those five o'clockers yeah, right yeah <laughs> no way <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I, for me, it's just like a routine and getting into a routine. And but I, I also want to feel good about myself. And mm-hmm. and then and like I remember I would come home after my run and like I would take a shower right away because I'm sweating. And you're like, oh, you're taking a shower, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I just feel gross. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't revel in that stuff Mm-mm. and other people do mm-hmm. they just they it, it's okay to them so yeah mm-hmm. um another one says i love my wife but <laughs> i really hate being married oh my god i have zero freedom all i do is work plus we have no bedroom fun oh so i guarantee if there was more bedroom fun he would not be complaining about the work i know and the freedom uh-huh yeah well, I know, and I think that, like, if you... If you treat your partner like a sex slave, they don't ever want freedom. <laughs> I think that, that like, you you went with... You dealt with that in your previous relationship, and where you were doing everything. Mm-hmm. You were you were having to do everything, you know, all the chores, and... Um, and maybe did she want to be in control of the money and stuff? Yeah, she yeah, did. She, she was wanted to be in control, control of the, the money. Bills, yeah. But you still did, you know, pick the kid up from school and mm-hmm. cooked and cleaned and all that. And maybe that's exactly what this guy's going through. Mm-hmm. You know, With and, no reward yeah, whatsoever. Exactly. And maybe he's doing it thinking that he's going to get some sort of yeah. reward. That's a carrot chase you won't catch, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I hate being married to my wife, but I'm scared of divorce and what her family will think of me and have nowhere to go. Oh, dude, you're just a little bitch. That's, that's something that women usually say. Yeah. Right? I don't think yeah. I've, I've... I've never had anybody reach out to me or that I've been close to that has ever said, I'm afraid of what her family will think. I mean, I could think of one person specifically that maybe would would have said that. That you know or I know? Um, that we both know. Oh. Um, but he never did. I don't think he ever did. Mm. He, I mean, they ended up getting divorced anyway, but... Well, the family probably still has pictures of him in their house anyway. Probably. Uh-huh. And they probably still think that he's a good guy. They're probably still friends on Facebook. <laughs> probably are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that that's kind of odd to me. To uh-huh. me, that people going through it, I don't want you to think I think you're weird. But to me, that's 
that's just an odd the, the last well, thing that would the, cross my mind not, is what the family would think of me yeah that's not something that you should be scared about mm-hmm. i think that um i mean i know i i remember going through it and and leaving my ex and stuff and having i knew that the family would think i was a piece of shit mm-hmm. or that i was a bitch or that you know I was ruining their son's life. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that you have to deal with and you have to man up. Yeah, you, you have to understand that your happiness and your future is higher priority. Yeah, I mean, you... Th- there's the time to be selfish. You should be important to yourself. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't care what anybody else thought. Except, and you shouldn't care about anyone's what anyone else's happiness but your own you should not only should you not care what their family thinks you shouldn't care what your family thinks yeah i know yeah because that's another one i think especially women Mm -hmm. go through that like what their family will think um and it's okay like your your family can they'll get over it (laughs) yeah they'll get over it they'll they'll be behind you sometimes most of the time if you're making the right decision (laughs) Well, not even then. No. <laughs> All right. This one's funny because I say funny. It's not funny. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Funny <laughs> ironic. Okay. Because I just had this conversation with somebody not too long ago. And he said like this exact same thing. Really? I got paid Friday and I'm broke already because my wife can't keep her hands off my money. I hate being married to her and she needs to get a job. Jeez. Almost verbatim. Really? You know, and I think that... I'll start on the note that if you and your partner agree that you're going to be a single income household, it's not your money. It's both both of of your money. money. So what you earn should not just be yours. Now, if you guys didn't agree on that, and he or she decided to quit their job or just not get a job or just stay at home and do nothing, you have every right to be pissed off, mm-hmm. I would say. If they... If, if you didn't agree. Yeah. If you didn't agree to it. Yeah. If they were just like, I'm done. I don't want to work anymore. Yeah, I know. You go I, earn I a paycheck, I'll, I agree I'll stay that. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I just think... I think of... It, I don't know if anybody watches Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I think of uh, oh the dinner yes with Larry David, they go to dinner and um, and he pays for the dinner for this other couple, and then the wife thanks. Uh, well, the wife no, on the other or it was the other way around. He thanked the guy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's he said that's... thanks for dinner, and she got all mad. She's like, "You mean thank us?" And he goes, "No, you don't work. Thank you to the husband." Yeah. That's right. And she goes, well, it's our money. And he goes, you don't get a paycheck. You don't have uh-huh. a job. It's yeah. his money. Uh-huh. Now, from the outsider perspective, is Larry wrong? No. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's he's a little Larry, shit. <laughs> but you don't know what... I mean, I don't want to get in semantics with the episode, but if that's real life, you don't know what the other couple has agreed to. Yeah, Where I know. I mean, I don't look at... My money is my money. Mm-hmm. And I don't look at my money. It's just my money. 
We look at it as each it's other's. Whatever we do together. Yeah. Or what whatever we whatever we do with our careers, the money we make is for both of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we we as soon as we got married, we I jumped onto your bank account at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never had separate accounts. We've never looked at well, how much did you get paid? How much did I get paid? Okay, well I well I have money to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our money. Mm-hmm. Every purchase we make. Most purchases we make are agreed upon purchases, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a point of contention. It's never you're spending too much of my money, mm-hmm. or or you or I haven't asked permission to get something because it's your money. Yeah, you know, I know. it's we've never even had a discussion about it. Well, and I think the mo- um, when you say most of the time, I think that the other pieces of them of it is like gifts for each other. You oh, know, no, no, I was talking about your Amazon addiction. <laughs> you don't talk to me about. <laughs> okay, well, I could, I and could, my eBay addiction, and your, yeah, <laughs> your comic book addiction. <laughs> I'll be like, yes, I got a package coming today from eBay. Here it is, and you're like, I didn't know you bought that. I was like, yeah, it was with my money. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, that's so not true. But, like, I, I mean, I guess that's true. Like, because we do, we, we have our own little, we have our own little things that we buy. Well, and, and one, of the, one of the things with us, with, we're both very financially responsible. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes it easy. So there is a, a, there's a deeper level of trust where even if you make a big decision purchase or I make a big decision purchase. Now I'm not talking about buying a car or a house, but spending several hundred or, or maybe into the thousands on something that we know we need. Mm-hmm. It's not like I would ever come home and you're like, Oh, check out this new living room set. Oh I financed, my gosh, you know, that's, that's not what we're ha- what's no. happening. But if it's, you know, it's like one, one of the things we've been do- doing is we've, we've built our own gym mm-hmm. and, I don't say, oh, look, I found this. What do you think? If, if I know it's a good deal, I'll be like, all right, dude, I'm coming to get it. I'm bringing, you know. Well, I mean, you'll show me. Yeah, like... but I, I don't I don't get permission. No. And uh-uh. whenever you're making decisions for our business, mm-hmm. you make the right decision. Like, here's what I did. Because you, you we know there's a trust there. It, it's not that we have to clear everything through one another. Now, right. if you're with a partner that's not financially responsible or you're not financially responsible, don't do that. You mm-hmm. need to clear that with your partner. And, and mm-hmm. you may not be at the, the level that we are with that trust. Yeah. Um, so Very that's true. something you do have to work on. But I think that when you have this resentment for, and this split of this is my money and this is your money, I think it can cause problems. Oh, Especially yeah. if the other person has no money. Uh-huh. And the person making the money is a control freak. Yeah. I mean, I think that it could cause problems. Anyway, like even even if you both are making money, I think that it's mm-hmm. like, well, why why are you guys splitting everything? Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of odd. Well, yeah, my, my my son made a comment yesterday that I I wanted to say something I didn't, but he said, "Well, her job is more important than mine." I know. I thought the same thing. And I was like, "Why?" That sounded like his mom. Uh-huh. But she would say it about her. My uh-huh. job's more important than yours. Uh-huh. And we've never had that 
uh-uh. attitude about no. it at all. Well, and even when I didn't have a actual job job, you know, where mm-hmm. I was just, you know, helping you or whatever, mm-hmm. I... I had, I initially had a problem with it because I did feel like I wasn't helping out. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, I had never. You didn't think you were contributing. Right. Yeah. It, I've never, I have never been in that type of position before. And it was, it just felt wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, it's not, this isn't how it should be. Yeah. But, and you never. I was all like, good job, good luck paying me back on your zero salary, babe. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it was never an issue. And so uh-huh. The reason I didn't say anything was because he said her job is more important. If, if he would have been like, well, my job is more important than hers, I would have said something. Uh-huh. But I, I I didn't really know what to say. It kind of caught me off guard, but I was like, don't don't ever devalue what you do. Yeah. The, there's, there's a difference between they make more money than me and what they do is more important than me. Mm-hmm. Now, I well, guess within reason, you know, uh, there is a validity to some of those statements. Uh-huh. But I know what he meant was her keeping her job is more important than me keeping my job. And that's where you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's equally important. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, but I figured you caught on that, too. Oh, we yeah. Talked about uh-huh. it, I know. We hadn't talked about it. <laughs> All right. Moving on. The next one is, my wife is a good person, but I hate being married to her. Oh my gosh. So he changed it up a little bit. (laughs) This is another one like me too. Like like my old relationship. She hates everything I love. I can't begin to imagine the rest of my life with her. I hate waking up and seeing her next to me every morning. Oh my gosh. I want to smother that bitch in her sleep. No, I added that. (laughs) But that, so obviously new relationship. Jeez. Once again, hindsight's 20-20, whatever. You didn't pick up on the warning signs that we think you should have, but now you find yourself married to someone that you have nothing in common with. And not only do you have nothing in common with, but they berate and despise everything Everything that that you like. Oh, man. Yeah, that That was my life for 10 years of my 12-year marriage. Oh, Everything I like, oh, that's stupid. Every song I want to listen to, that's awful. Every actor I like, they're not good. I mean, it was literally everything. The only thing we actually had in common was sports. Oh, really? She would root for who I was rooting for. Oh, yeah, I remember you said that. Even though, like, even when, like, she, even the baseball team? She she grew up a Braves fan. Uh-huh. And she actually worked at the Durham Bulls thing, so she was a yeah. childhood Braves fan. That's awesome, uh-huh. She swapped to the Red Sox because they're just infectious. You can't watch oh a documentary oh my or a movie about the Red Sox I, and not fall in oh love with the Red gosh, Sox. Oh my gosh, I know. I love the Red Sox. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I know that because I didn't grow up a, you know, a Red Sox fan. And I, I think I was in first grade when the Colorado Rockies came to, to Colorado. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like... Being with you, and then, like... Because I'll never be a New England Patriots fan. Never. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. But the Red Sox? Yeah. That that I could get behind. 
Like, going to freaking Fenway. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It was the best. Trip of a lifetime. It was a yeah, blast. One of the, the best, best trip I think we've taken together. Yeah. But, I, I you know, it was... She kind of piggybacked on... She doesn't now. She's by no means a Red Sox or Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, even when we were going through our divorce... We were cleaning out our stuff. I think I told you this story. But I remember her wearing like Patriot, a Patriots jersey or something, and um, like for one of the Super Bowls. And because I remember, I, think that was to I mess remember with whoever coming boyfriend. over. I think her boyfriend at the time was a Broncos fan, and mm. she was just. But she's she's fully, as far as I know, Changed. she's dropped all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when we were going through divorce, we were actually cleaning out stuff, and she was, she had she had Colorado. Or a Denver Bronco stuff in Colorado sports attire from, you know, because her work got tickets to the Avalanche mm. and the Rockies. That is, uh, you know, she had a pretty good deal with that. So mm-hmm. because of what she was able to be exposed to, she became a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was kind of dropping that stuff before. But that during our marriage, that was the only thing that, like, she didn't purposely despise that I liked. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually kind of surprised about looking back yeah um, that she wasn't like rooting against your team every time or something mm-hmm. that's what you would think that she would do because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people do yeah and i think it's probably because she she grew up a sports fan yeah I mean, so it was a little it wasn't it wasn't she didn't have the perspective of the i've never been into sports now i'm with this guy that's into sports and sports is replacing me and she was into it, so. Well, and maybe it was a little bit easier for her because she was from a different, wasn't from a, a big sports town mm-hmm. like like Denver. Yeah, like Denver was right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one. I wish my wife and I could find some sexual common ground. I hate being married to a prude. Lately, we're not even friends either. Divorce? No, oh, gosh, yeah. Do yep. it. Do it, dude. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is where, when you say you wish you and your wife could find sexual common ground, I, I'm always curious, what's the conversation been mm-hmm. like? Has it been that idiotic conversation of, you used to put out and you don't anymore, what the fuck? You know, or is there Gosh. is there real conversation about, how did we get here? What do we need to do to get back? Is there the room for compromise? Uh-huh. Yeah. What, yeah. What does that look like and what can our, our I guess, execution plan uh-huh. be for that stuff? Um, but when somebody's like, I hate being married to a prude, I mean, that, you're, you're, you're telling me that when you say that your partner's a prude, I am immediately envisioning that the sex is not good when it does happen. Mm-hmm. That it's not the type of sex that the male partner is wanting from his wife. That, or she wants her to be adventurous. Uh-huh. He wants her yeah. to be adventurous. But then I start to think, well, what what is a prude to you? I mean, mm-hmm. are you like, well, I just want to experiment and have threesomes and all that, and she doesn't, she's not into that. Yeah, she's a prude. Exactly. Or are you really talking about, you know, monogamous, consensual, one-on-one sex where you want to, you want to, you, you know, your your reach of, of fun is, I just want to do it doggy style, but she only wants to do it missionary. Mm-hmm. Then okay. Yeah. You've got a prude on your hands. Um, are you really just talking about that stuff, or is there something else? But face value, if you're saying that your partner's a prude, I, I do go to that that first place of you're just they aren't giving you the sex that you want out of a partner. Mm-hmm. 
And how how do how does that guy approach that? If the guy is like, and and I don't, I I need to slow down because I don't want to say the argument from the woman first. But if a guy is like, you know, let's shake it up a little bit. Let's let's try this. Let's try that. I know that some women will be like, well, where did you even get that idea? From a from a dirty porn. <laughs> you know, if 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 if. if I say the word porn, and you're like, ugh, you're prude. Yeah. Porn should not be offensive. It shouldn't be something that you're like, ew, gross. Mm -hmm. People having sex, ugh. I can guarantee you if that's your response, your bed action is below par. (laughs) Well, I don't know. And and I think that, because I have known some prudes that... That I thought were prudes, I guess, before, and then it took it takes the right person to get them to not be so much of a prude. Were they like scared of all kinds of other sexual things, though? And I don't mean like orgies and threesomes and all that shit. I'm just saying, like, were they like grossed out by porn and stuff like that, and then they weren't, or are you saying that they still are? No, I don't uh, think that they were. I think that they were grossed out and they're not anymore. And it, Why would that be? I don't know. May, well, maybe... Maybe they had, like, a bad experience with it where, like, some guy was like, let's watch this movie and it was... I mean, porn's pretty generic. Mm-hmm. If some guy's like, let's watch a porn, and you're thinking a couple having sex and they pull in, you know midget gangbane 29 mm-hmm. or whatever you know and it's some kind of crazy you know two girls in one cup type of oh, thing and gosh. you're like oh no if that was like your exposure to it then i could see someone being like oh no mm-hmm. i don't want to see that i mean if, if it's something that's like like that humiliation porn or mm-hmm. Yeah, or something that is they're true. not into sexually, uh, then I could see somebody getting a bad taste in their mouth for yeah. it and being like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't well, want to see that." Well, I wonder that. how women deal with people with guys like that that like that type of stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine you being like, "Yeah, let's well, watch this." And if you're a guy and you're into that stuff, don't get with a girl that's not into that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a simple fix from both parties. Don't be with someone that's into something sexual that you're not. And don't be with someone that isn't into something sexual that you are into. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that you're you're allowed with no judgment to have whatever sexual taste or thrill that you want, mm-hmm. as long as you don't try to force or belittle or badger someone to do something that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. If you're into swinging and orgies and gangbangs, have at it, but. Don't threaten your your meek, innocent, prudish, pilgrim little wife that you're going to leave her because she's sexually inhibited because you're a freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so I think that that's where, you know, we've talked about on here, you, you need to be sexually upfront with what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You and you'll, you'll find you'll find your your little freak mate out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, for sure. And you'll be way happier than <laughs> yeah. hiding these desires and and whatever it is you had. Uh huh. I know. I mean, I don't know. I think that it's. I I do think that it's. It's weird and different for some people though to, to have, 
to to have a partner and be with someone and and maybe it's just that they're not sexually attracted to them as they mm-hmm. thought as sexually attracted to them as they thought they were mm-hmm. and eventually it, it just turns into nothing and then they find someone else that they are actually sexually attracted to maybe that's what it was yeah maybe it mm-hmm. um this other one pretty plain and simple i've been married for 12 years and i love my wife but i hate being married we're seeing a pretty common theme yeah. with a lot of those mm-hmm. sometimes i hate being married my wife will only put out once a month and that's if i'm lucky Ugh. Yeah. so another one i sex. mean sex i hate being married to my wife I need an affair. Oh my gosh, no, dude. You need to get a divorce if you want to have an yeah, affair. If you're, if you're saying you need an affair, get a divorce. Yeah. No reason to cheat. That's stupid. I hate being married to my wife. What a big mistake I made. <sighs> married the wrong Were, were there no signs? I mean, that's always my... Did you get no signs whatsoever? Were you just that duped? I mean, yeah. what is it? I hate my life, and I hate being married. My wife is such an irresponsible lowlife. Oh, my gosh. Really? Like, how do you marry a lowlife? I mean, I think that... Honestly, I think that women get into the situation more than men. Mm -hmm. The lowlife type thing. Um, But how how does a man marry a low-life woman because he found somebody sexually compatible but everything else is Fuck, that sucks. messed up maybe i don't know that's yeah. just what i'm guessing yeah i i try to think like but that. i mean even that like i mean because a lot of the time a lot of the time we go back to the sex thing mm-hmm. you know if if the sex is good if everything is is good there then everything else falls into place yeah but if you are sexually compatible and everything is good there but your partner is a low life mm-hmm. then what well you suck it up and you deal with that low life because the sex is great <laughs> no 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 okay. no my gosh well i don't know how to give advice on that one then. yeah i don't know either if sex is priority you got to make sacrifice to deal with that low life <laughs> this one says i love being married that's a new start. <laughs> I love being married, but mm-hmm. I hate my wife. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it says, I love being married, but I hate that my wife gives me no attention and constantly rejects me. Yeah. I mean, that's what you dealt with mm-hmm. constantly. I mean, there's guys out there that are completely comfortable with the institution of marriage and the monogamous part of it. And the only thing they're asking in, requ- in, in return is... Sex and attention and companionship. I know. That's really as simple as it is. And, and, and you know, I've said a hundred times, women can tend to overcomplicate mm-hmm. the unhappiness that a partner is bringing up. It's yeah. like, no, it's really simple. Mm-hmm. It is. We got married because we had a kid. Now I hate my wife. Ugh, I don't know what to do. Oh, man. You don't have to get married just because you have a child. No, you don't. Shouldn't be having children with someone that you're not married to, I still feel. But if you do make that mistake, there is one way to make that mistake bigger, and that is marrying someone that you don't love and don't want to be married to. 
I know. We, there was another uh, post that we saw recently that said uh, something like, um, you know, something's not going to fix a marriage, but neither is a kid, or a ring isn't going to mm-hmm. fix a marriage, and neither is a kid. Right. And I don't know why people think that it, that a kid or a ring is going to fix a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to uh, all of a sudden be happy because right. your partner proposed to you. And you're not going to all of a sudden be happy because you got pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I think that, I think that when that stuff happens, most people, if they are already questioning the relationship, they're like, fuck, like this, this sucks. Yeah. What, what are we going to do now? I think a lot of that are red flags you just ignored mm-hmm. and continued to choose to make the wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. And now you've just made a list of wrong decisions and the hardest decision to make is to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's another one that says, I am in a hopeless marriage. I have never been in love with my wife, and I honestly hate being married, but don't have it in me to leave her. Why were you... Why did you even ask her to marry you mm-hmm. if you were never in love with her? That's yep. just weird to me. That's stupid. You're yeah. a dumb fucking dude. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. That's dumb. That kind of falls in the same category as I'm scared of her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I think that... I mean, I guess... I don't know if one is worse than the other, but... Well, yeah, yeah, well, I'm I'm, I guess admitting that I've never been in love with her. Yeah, why why would you you even ask her to marry you? That's stupid. more dumb. Uh, This is the first one we've seen about being a parent. I love being a father, but hate being married to my wife. I think guys feel that, but they don't really... They're, a lot of them don't express it. Yeah, they don't express it. You tend to hear that mm-hmm. that from women more. Mm-hmm. I love being a mother. I just don't like being a wife. Yeah. I love my wife as a person, and she's my best friend, but I hate being married. Marriage sucks. Why? I mean, if you're saying best friend... Yeah. Is, is, do you mean roommate? Is it because of sex? Is it because you don't want to be monogamous? I mean, it's still kind of a... a Blanket statement. Well, I mean, and we had a whole episode on best, you know, being your partner's best friend. Mm -hmm. And if they're really your best friend, and I don't know, I don't think that. Well, well, let me pause for a second because I remember, I remember whenever uh, my ex and I were going to get divorced, I had told her, "Well, I don't know what I'm going to do because you're my best friend." Mm Mm-hmm. But what I meant was, you're my only, only friend. friend. And there's a big difference. I think that's true, too. I think that my ex told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do without you? Yeah. You're my best friend, and I only have you and my grandparents. Right. Were his exact words. And there's a difference between being only and lonely and best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes when guys say that, and we've we talked on here that guys typically don't have the amount of friends that women do, mm-hmm. and men will look at their partner as their best friend more often and and quicker than the female will. 
mm-hmm. look at her male partner because we talked about it on the on the are you really best friends where when you ask a woman who's your best friend most women won't say their partner Mm-mm. they'll say whoever they grew up with or whoever yeah. whatever whoever their, their maid of honor was whatever yeah. some kind of girlfriend they have and more men will say oh my wife is my best friend and even when they say that they really mean my only friend mm-hmm. um or the person I spend the most time with is my wife, so I guess she's my best friend. And they don't really mean best friend. Yeah. They just mean only. So I when I see that, I, that's kind of what I think, especially if you're unhappy. I know. You're not married to your best friend. Mm-hmm. You are living with your only friend mm-hmm. is what that means. Yeah, exactly. So know the difference. Mm-hmm. I hate being married to my wife. I wish I was single again. Yeah, we've seen that. I hate being married. It feels so suffocating. Suffocating? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's the last one. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, when you have the, the I hate being married, I wish I was single again. You know, the, the I hate being married, it's suffocating, is the same as I feel I'm trapped. Right. Um, so you hear that from both sides. And, I mean, anything you feel trapped in, that, that's a you're, pretty big sign. You're not trapped. Though. Yeah, you're not trapped. Yeah. You oh. think you're trapped. You can get out. You can do something about it. You can try to change the whole situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. It's not a end-all, be-all. <laughs> right. But I think people living in that at the time feel trapped. that it is. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a real feeling mm-hmm. uh, that people experience. And I think a lot of it is they just haven't found the way to get out yet mm-hmm. and so that's why they just associate it with i feel trapped i know yeah i mean i don't know i obviously i think that most of the guy stuff and i think that we probably assumed it from the beginning would be more towards sex drive mm-hmm. type stuff um and it was yep and and even when, even in some of them that were kind of vague and stuff, yeah, you can still kind you of still kind come of, to the conclusion that mm-hmm. they they mean sexually, mm-hmm. or at least make the assumption that if the sex was there or better, this may not be an issue. Right. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's crazy to to go through all of these and to to read all of these out loud and these are actual people that are you know i guess kind of pouring their heart out admitting what they don't like about their marriage and their partner yeah i mean i i think if if you really want to look at it as a whole and look back at what the women said and what the men said you know women talking about their independence and stuff like that i think that for both it's still gonna boil back down for me to sexual compatibility Mm-hmm. marry someone that you don't want to stop having sex with mm-hmm. and marry someone that fulfills your sexual needs to where the thought of even where else can I get sex would be non-existent. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I, I, I try to think about... <laughs> because... You, like with you and I, we, we have everything lined up. Mm -hmm. Everything is all aligned. And so, you know, it's the sexual compatibility. It's the, 
emotional compatibility. It's Mm -hmm. every little thing that we have that makes our marriage and our relationship great that we don't ever have to... And it's not just one thing. That's... And that's what it is. That's the thing. And, And so it's like, how does every single person out there... How is every every single person out there able to find something? And not everyone is going to find something like what we have. Not everybody can win the lottery. <laughs> I know. But I don't know. It's It's just something that I think that you just have to, you kind of have to wait it out. You have to learn from the experiences that you've had in previous relationships and and stuff. People need to admit and recognize when they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. When, if if you're a guy and your, your mind and your eyes and your attention is straying, you're wrong. If you're a woman and you don't want to be sexual with the partner that chose you, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you if you want to get in the fight and the debate of one's more wrong than the other, there's no point in having the argument. Mm-hmm. Because wrong is wrong. And, you know, craving independence and picking the wrong partner and longing and yearning for another time are not anything that's going to help your relationship. So if you're having these these fantasies and these thoughts of, I wish I was single, I wish I was independent, I liked it better when I wasn't married, I can't believe I made this mistake, you know what your solution should be. You shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. Yeah. And if you want to work, if you want to work on it and you want to salvage it and you want to save your marriage, you've got to get rid of that woulda, shoulda, coulda. Mm-hmm. It's done. So you're married now. What do you do? Do you... Because we are not advocates for making the best situation and gut it out. But do you recognize, okay, here's what's wrong. Let's let's rebuild or build or move forward with this and get ourselves to a good, high-functioning, happy couple. Or do you say, you know what? I've recognized this isn't going to work with this person. I made a huge mistake. Whether you're scared, you're afraid, you're alone, whatever it is, you're you know worried about what somebody would think. Rip the band-aid off. Yeah. We are always like, you have to know exactly when to cut your losses. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, sometimes you, you have to do that. You yeah. have to know, you have to know what your own happiness and your own worth is. Mm-hmm. And if it's not worth being with that person to, you know, help, help with your happiness, then it's not worth being with them, period. If, if your number one complaint is your partner is not having sex with you. I have yet to find a case study that says, well, this couple was married for 10 years and they hit a point where the sex was non-existent. Now, five years later, they have sex seven days a week. Doesn't exist. That's a fucking fairy tale that is not real. Yeah. So, you will find yourself in a situation where you're having to live with whatever the best of that situation make, looks like. Make the best of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can make the best of it and be happy or have that level of happiness that 
may not be that high, but you feel that it's better than what it was. Mm-hmm. And that may be enough for you. Yeah. But for some, it's not. I know. You know, and I think it's the same way if, if you want to look back at the women and say, well, their number one complaint was independent. Nobody won't, there's not a case there, there but a woman's like, you know, we've been married for 10 years and I, I lost all my independence. That five years later, they're like, I'm a strong, independent woman and I'm happier than ever in my marriage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. There's some things that you have to fix yourself that doesn't involve your partner. And there's some things that you and your partner have to fix together that you both have to be on the same page to fix in the oh, first place. And yeah. if you're not, uh-huh. you're not going to fix it. Yeah. Well, I think that you have to be on the same page, period. Mm-hmm. Whether whether or not you are going to... If you're trying to make yourself happy because you're... Ultimately, you want to make both of you, both of you happy. Well, and I think the sad thing is after reading last week this entire list of what women say and this entire list of what men say, I would guarantee you most of these people have not had that conversation with their partner of what they have, what they hate about being married. You know... They haven't told their partner what they hate. Uh-huh. And they're taking it out in these passive-aggressive or aggressive forms instead of instead of communicating online in a questionnaire by psychologists and therapists. Tell your fucking partner. Yeah. I hate being married because you do this. I hate being married because of how I feel from this. I hate being married because I don't feel independent. You should be talking to your partner about that stuff. I mean, and I know that because hate is a strong freaking word. Yeah, but look how many people I know. said it. I know. And I, I don't know if I would necessarily come at it with telling them to tell their partner right. I yeah. hate yeah. being married to you because of this. But, you know, talk to them and tell them, like, these are the things that I don't like about our marriage. And if, you, if you're going to start a statement that, I love my wife, but, but... Stop. I love my life. I love my wife. Why? Why do you love your wife? Yeah. Instead of saying, but, tell me why. Mm-hmm. Why do you love your wife? And, and, or tell yourself that. Or tell your partner that. And if you don't have a why, the, there's your solution. A, that, yeah, that's a big indication. Uh-huh. But if you do, is what you hate really worth hating or causing a problem with i know is there way more good than bad or is it that that one bad thing is that big of a deal yeah and sometimes the answer is it is or is there a solution to that right that thing that you think is a big deal Mm -hmm. right now but you haven't discussed it with your partner and it's not going to get solved by talking about it online it's going to get solved by talking about it to your partner yeah face to face just like i said before in one of the things man up and Mm -hmm. freaking talk to your partner about it the always communication is key in every relationship Mm -hmm. and your marriage is number one top priority yep i agree well i don't think i don't have anything else to add to it it was, again, we had enough for <laughs> yeah, for two full for episodes, two full episodes yeah. and and you know, like I said last week, we went into into depth mm-hmm. for both of them, and I'm glad that we were able to to get both of these done and and be able to to talk about them a yep. little bit more. Yeah. So, um, but as always, thank you all for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.